Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, Rajiv Thakur, Senior Managing Director at Newmark Knight Frank, and Edward Shinderovich, CEO of Notel, explore flexible office solutions. Hello, everyone. My name is uh, Rajiv Thakur. I lead the Global Knowledge Center at uh, Newmark Knight Frank. Uh, this Cornet Global Podcast will address the demand for co-working and flex office space uh, that has skyrocketed in the last few years. So today we will speak with uh, Edward Shandrovich, uh, co-founder and chairman of Notel, uh, regarding uh, flexible office solutions. So Edward, warm welcome to Cornet Global Co-working Podcast. It's uh, good to have you here. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, so tell me something, co-working or flex office have been around in different shapes and forms for, uh, for a while now, but have really caught fire in the last uh, year or two. But Notel isn't exactly a co-working company, right? It's a flexible, agile office company or how you describe it. Tell us a little bit about Notel, about yourself, and uh, share with us uh, the difference between flex office and co-working. Yeah. Well, um... We think of Notel as a platform uh, which allows companies to innovate and scale. Uh, it's a platform which allows companies to unleash their potential, or maybe even unleash their potential. Um, Amol and I, or Amol Sarva, was the CEO of Notel, and, and I started the company a couple of years ago, and uh, we realized that there was a disconnect in the market. Uh, businesses only had visibility one to two years out, but they had to lock themselves into leases for five to ten years. And uh, you, you, you know that real estate is a huge expense. It's the company's second biggest expense after payroll. So making wrong decisions in a lease can sink your business. And um, we thought there, there should be a better way. We looked at co-working, which is already there. Uh, very small companies um, working together in shared spaces. And we thought that um, the same paradigm should apply to larger businesses and built a platform that allows companies to have their own spaces with their own identity and their own culture, uh, but in a very flexible environment. And uh, both Amol and I are entrepreneurs, so uh, we have been building companies uh, all of our lives. And uh, we have faced this problem uh, at every moment. So we just wanted to uh, create a solution that would not only address our needs, but also address the needs of uh, all of the entrepreneurs, uh, whether they're starting uh, companies or maturing companies or uh, internal entrepreneurs in large corporations which are leading 100-person teams and uh, need to have more flexibility in how they uh, operate. Okay, so what differentiates Notel from uh, others? similar companies. Are there any other similar companies? Uh, so we don't need to name names, but it's, uh, it's how, what is your positioning uh, and how is that going to grow in this market, in this growing market of co-working? Well, um, for, for us, all of this started uh, because we thought that uh, co-working is for small businesses. When we mm -hmm. looked at, uh, at WeWork, which uh, I, I'd rather mention right away because you will ask questions, and uh, sure. uh, they are a very large co-working company. Uh, WeWork is the perfect solution for companies uh, of uh, three to five people. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, that's the average size of companies there. 
whereas uh, if you're a 10-person company or a 20-person company or a 50-person company, uh, it's very difficult to work in a space that is shared. Uh, you, yep. may, you may share certain resources, but you cannot share your culture. You cannot build something that is uh, actually built on someone else's culture. Culture is, is one of the most important drivers of your business. It's something that um, uh, you ultimately cannot change, cannot modify. You can bring different people. You can bring new management. Mm -hmm. But um, as a company, as, as, a, as a business, your culture, your values, uh, the way you communicate internally is something that defines you. And uh, we thought that there must be uh, a platform that would allow companies to have that flexibility. And um, um, we thought we thought we would start the business with uh, offering this platform from, let's say, 10 to 100 people. And it, it turned out that um, it, it actually scaled very nicely to several hundred people, maybe to thousands of people. So we, we actually, we feel that we offer the best parts of co-working without co-working. And what I mean by that, um, we offer flexible terms, but unlike co-working, you don't have to share an office with another company. So Nutel offers uh, full floor solutions, uh, which mm -hmm. are full floor custom branded spaces for real companies or um, divisions or groups of um, uh, large enterprises. Right, so you are still leasing space from uh, other landlords and developers, and then you are subleasing it to different sized businesses. Uh, is that correct? Um, not exactly. Okay. We have, uh, we have leased some spaces, and uh, mm -hmm. we will continue to lease spaces because that's how this uh, market is built, at least for the foreseeable future. Uh, at the same time, uh, with the, we, we partner with many owners uh, in the forms of management agreements, which are similar to hotel-style uh, management agreements, which are, are being done by Marriott and Hilton and uh, many others. We operate okay. uh, spaces on, on their behalf and uh, uh, provide everything from fit-out and build-out to uh, office management, to managing IT, to making sure that uh, there's fresh coffee and water and uh, sometimes um, other things which surprise and delight uh, companies. We take care of the, of the office. Um, we allow companies to outsource the office to us. And uh, that's a solution that we offer owners uh, to offer in their properties to, uh, to potential tenants. Yeah, even, even on leases, we, we partner with uh, owners. This is something that uh, allows owners to um, really enhance their properties and uh, maybe ultimately uh, increase the equity value. Right, but so, so you know, in a traditional model, um, a company would go to a, a real estate brokerage and uh, the recent uh, flex office boom may disrupt the traditional brokerage model with a direct-to-consumer approach. So what can a real estate brokerage learn from your business model and uh, what could you learn from brokerage? Is there, uh, is there a future together or is there a future separately? Well, uh, we consider ourselves partners to the broker community. They serve a very valuable purpose in the market and um, our objective is to help them sell spaces faster and ultimately make more money. Uh, we, uh, we understand that this is the way this business is built and uh, um, we want to enhance the way uh, things are done. 
not uh, not break them. Uh, I think what brokers can learn from our business is uh, how we can move with speed and agility and uh, make their jobs more efficient. Um, it's a, I think it's a symbiotic relationship, and uh, we have uh, um, we have excellent relationships. I think I think we have excellent relationships uh, with the broker community. Okay. So you have um, your uh, locations in New York, San Francisco, London, Berlin, and these are these are big cities, um, and they're very different. So what features of Nutel offices always remain the same, and what changes by location? Well, um, it's a very good question. Uh, since we build our spaces to our clients' needs, no, no two hotels are the same. But in every market uh, in which we operate, companies can get a well-designed space in flexible terms. Uh, and uh, it's true whether you're in San Francisco or Berlin or any other market uh, we're entering. Uh, what we operate on, um, and this is something that uh, further differentiates us from uh, many other players in the market, is how we actually define flexibility. So for us, the idea of flexibility is not just flexible terms, but actually flexible space. We build out uh, modularly, and uh, we use uh, uh, technology to make uh, data-informed decisions on how the space performs and uh, how the space uh, can be modified to actually address uh, the company's changing needs. Uh, companies' needs don't change every five years. They change constantly. and. Uh, we view this um, approach as a, as a process. I mean, office is a process. It's, uh, it's, not, it's, it's something that uh, um, shouldn't be fixed, uh, shouldn't be just uh, delivered um, as, a, you know, as a car that uh, just operates. Uh, yeah. It involves many people which uh, come and go uh, companies uh, change in different directions. Some company may hire more developers. Some company may hire more salespeople, um, more f people in the finance group. They need different parts of the office. And uh, we want to bring this idea of uh, performance and analytics to the office environment uh, and make it actionable. Uh, not, uh, not in a way where you, you just gather data from the space and then it goes into some presentation. Um, uh, which is delivered to the management or the board, but actually uh, make the data actionable um, and uh, deliver uh, a product which is uniform, but at the same time very, very, uh, very highly customized. So our product is uh, similar to Lego blocks. Uh, we construct offices and then use data to uh, drive decisions on how those offices should be changed. Oh, excellent. So you have workplace professionals uh, that you are internal to the company or you work with other workplace uh, consulting firms? Uh, we do both. Um, I mean, we need to be uh, workplace professionals ourselves because that's our business. Perfect. So there are particular geographies and cities that are more attractive to you as business or, you know, uh, you are in big cities. But can small, mid-sized cities be your target as well? I think that um, there's a lot of demand right now 
in, um, uh, in large cities. And uh, when we think about the business, uh, we think about um, top 30 markets. Um, right. those, are, those, are, those are primary interests. And uh, uh, there's a dozen of them in the West, a dozen in the East. Um, then you start going into, um, into secondary markets. Uh, it, overall, there are probably uh, this group of top 300 cities in the world, which, uh, which are responsible for more than 70% of economic activity. Um, ultimately, I think what we're doing applies to all of them. And uh, we're in four cities right now, so it's a little more than 1%. Uh, maybe, maybe that's more in terms of uh, office coverage in, uh, among those 300 cities, um, because New York, uh, London, Berlin, and San Francisco are all large cities. Um, but um, overall, I think that um, um, I, I think that we can uh, scale to second-tier or third-tier cities as well. There's been a shift in um, business to enhance the workplace experience um, because, uh, you know, there, there are shifts in the workforce. Uh, we're seeing contractors or, uh, you know, the gig economy uh, coming into play in the corporate uh, workplace as well. Do you think that is in any way affecting uh, co-working or flex office? Uh, why is all this happening now? Um, so why is this time ripe for this uh, change to happen? I, I think it's a um, I think it's a normal change. Um, we're just um, we're experiencing a change in the speed of business. Um, it's the speed at which we communicate. Uh, the speed at which we make decisions. Um, mobile phones have changed that. We can now work anywhere. And because of the speed uh, of the business cycle uh, and the increase of competition uh, all over the world, companies are hiring more and more contractors so they can be more flexible about their headcount. Um, and uh, that's actually the same reason why these companies are increasingly opting for flexible space. Um, with flexible space, they can grow and change at will, and uh, often cannot be should, often will not be tethered to long-term lease. So uh, it's technological shift and the social shift that is driving both changes. And uh, there are a lot of statistics that, that you can see uh, to support that. Um, things are moving faster. Uh, every uh, every ten years, uh, fifty percent of Fortune 500 companies change. Average age for a Fortune 500 company is now 20 years, and 50 years it was more like 60. So yeah. um, I, I think we will uh, we will only see that increase. Um, maybe maybe we'll not see 50% uh, of uh, Fortune 500 being five-year-old companies um, because there should be a limit. <laughs> but um, we but we are. Uh, we are working on a trajectory that is approaching a limit. Okay. So what, what you, you mentioned technologies and innovations. Uh, what uh, technologies do you think will have a significant impact on how the services you provide will be delivered in future? Well, we, uh, we really do um, three things. Uh, we um, for, we, we do three things for companies. We, okay. uh, we find real estate, 
and uh, this is where we work with many owners uh, and brokers. We also uh, fit out and build out that space and we operate it. And uh, we try to innovate at every one of those points. So from the, um, from the operation perspective, we're developing technologies for, uh, uh, for measuring how the space is being utilized for, um, and this is both on, the, both on the hardware and the software side. We're developing um, technology that allows you to communicate with the office better. Um, right now, it's more, uh, it feels more like apps and uh, clicking buttons. In the future, it will be aware of your presence and um, uh, maybe the temperature will change because you enter the room. Uh, maybe some people will have one climate within the office and uh, some other people another climate. So from the operational perspective, we're trying to build an efficient platform uh, for office management. From the build-out and fit-out perspective, uh, because we're dealing with more with hardware, it's uh, how do you build modular platform for office? Um, how do you uh, develop technologies that allow, well, how do we develop technologies that allow us to uh, build out and fit out spaces faster and uh, more efficiently? Uh, because ultimately, uh, if we're able to uh, if we're able to do that efficiently and pass on savings to, uh, to our customers, uh, we will be more competitive. Uh, and uh, from the real estate perspective, uh, we're, we, we're seeing a lot of uh, uh, innovation in general in the overall prop tech space. Um, what we're doing is uh, very much data related. Um, we, um, uh, earlier this year, um, in this over, over the summer, 2018, we acquired a company called uh, 42 Floors, which is uh, okay. uh, one, of, one of the leading uh, search engines uh, for uh, real estate, for commercial real estate. And uh, uh, 42 Floors has a um, tremendous amount of information uh, about office. And using that data, using some of the technologies that, uh, uh, that we have developed internally, uh, we're launching a new blockchain-based platform called BIA, uh, which we believe will transform the market by making it easier for all participants to get verified information about buildings. So basically, we're starting with mapping property data. Uh, we, the type of data we want to have is uh, the ceiling height and the, when the elevators were serviced and uh, whether the air conditioner is working and how loud it is. Um, uh, the type of information that you don't actually uh, get in many of the listings uh, or uh, that needs to be verified in an audit. So uh, we hope that ultimately this will cut transaction costs and uh, increase the speed of deals, um, not only uh, purchases but also uh, leases. Well, um, this is great information. So in, uh, in just to captors and uh, to wrap up, based on your knowledge, describe what the workforce and workplace might look like in five to ten years. So where are we going? Well, um, I think that uh, from my perspective, people will continue working uh, in offices for, um, for the foreseeable future. Uh, and uh, uh, we're seeing we're seeing some trends uh, related to uh, working from home, uh, working 
working on the roads, working from cafes. Those are, in many cases, uh, are, are marginal use cases. Uh, I think people still still need to experience uh, a common culture. When you're building a business, culture is what drives you, as I uh, as I had mentioned in the beginning of the conversation. It's a uh, uh, it's something that uh, glues people together, and um, uh, people people spend a lot of time in offices. Uh, that, that's where they work. Uh, they have friends, they have uh, uh, office parties, different relationships. I mean, a lot of things happen when you're in a uh, in an office environment for eight to ten to twelve hours of your of every day, and. Um, we believe that uh, flexible office will only grow. In five years, it should be close to the quarter of uh, uh, all office space. Maybe in 10 years, it will be 50%, um, specifically in, uh, in larger markets like uh, New York, and London, and uh, San Francisco, Berlin, Paris, um, because larger markets just develop faster. Right. So we, of course, think that uh, we will be the market leader. Excellent. Well, great insight and uh, all the very best. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Edward. Uh, this has been uh, wonderful, and I think the listeners will uh, learn quite a bit. So thank you again. Rajiv, thank you very much. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.